Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today, I'm so pleased to have the founder and the owner of The Drake Restaurant in Laguna Beach, Alec Glasser. Alec, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, on this rainy day. Crazy rainy, crazy. <laughs> when it rains in California, you know, the whole world stops, right? Everything stops. <laughs> yeah, day two of rain. So, Alec, a lot to cover today, I thought. But, you know, let's first talk about kind of your journey to get to The Drake Restaurant. That's I don't think it's your first rodeo. Uh, so what what got you there? Well, it is my first restaurant rodeo. Oh, it is? <laughs> okay. All right. Which speaks for itself as somewhat insanity, you know? <laughs> 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 and we opened up right before COVID, so that's... Yeah, so uh, you have great timing. <laughs> <laughs> double, yeah. uh, an uppercut and a left cross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what was the journey? I know you're a musician at heart, correct? Yes, well, uh, I learned uh, how to play saxophone in high school. Yeah, junior high school and high school. Yeah, and um, you know it was it was kind of a, an alternative uh, to sports in terms of attracting women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so, um, so uh, it was back in New York, and I learned saxophone and played in lots of teen bands and stuff like that. Yeah. And wanted to be a professional musician until my father said, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and um, he got me a job as the uh, night shift elevator operator at the Drake Hotel, which is on 50, was on 56th and Park in Manhattan. Okay. And that's sort of where this whole journey started. Yeah, yeah. And what happened there in your, in your professional life? What did you go on to do? Well, uh, as a, a young man at 17, um, actually not a man, a boy, <laughs> 17, <laughs> a very young boy, actually. I think I'm still a boy. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. <laughs> so um, I then one day ended up in this magnificent, iconic uh, mid-Manhattan uh, hotel with a way different culture than I had ever been used to, and uh, not only were uh, the people different, but it turned out that the Drake was uh, a, a an iconic location, music location for all the blues and jazz oh. guys uh, of that era. Yeah, and so the Drake room, which was uh, the, the main dining room, had a grand piano in the middle. It was a supper club. And all these great musicians played there in a large supper club, fine dining context. And so I hung out with all these guys and saw this incredible uh, supper club uh, atmosphere yeah. in this Park Avenue setting. And, and that's uh, where the concept okay. of bringing great food together with great yeah. music began. Did the concept come into your mind when you were a 17-year-old boy or many years later? Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, well, it was a, 
the, the Drake, you know, it turned out to be uh, a, a whole growth journey for me. Yeah. Being at the Drake Hotel, I worked there uh, every summer and lived in the hotel. Whoa. Every summer between college semesters. Yeah. And so here I was, the night shift, seven p.m. till two a.m. Yeah. In this incredible atmosphere, <laughs> and so the guests were actors and actresses and musicians and uh, athletes and yeah. Muhammad Ali was there and Sammy Davis was there, all the wow. Red Pack guys. Wow. Wow. And so that's the context that yeah. I started to grow up as a 17-year-old. Yeah, right. Yeah. So life went on and you had other other career, some other business? Yeah, this was uh, in the Vietnam War days. Yeah. Uh, I went off to law school, finished law school, uh, then practiced law for a little while. I was a real estate, commercial real estate developer uh-huh. for an, an, uh, many decades. And then um, uh, one day, uh, insanity <laughs> rose up again, <laughs> as it did periodically in my life. Yeah. And um, I said, well, I've lived in Laguna Beach for, gee, over 30 years. I know the town really well. And yeah. Love to have a place like yeah. the Drake was in yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, and so it took a while to get the uh, uh, restaurant open because of all the city issues. Right. But after four years, we opened. Took four years. Four years. Wow. Yeah. And the spot before was Nancy Wilhelm's place, right? Um, Taboo. They, yeah, Taboo. And that was a, that was pretty nice. And, yeah. And it looks. I think you. Increased your space, right? Didn't she only have a part, like part of that space? Yes, like build out. Uh, we took the space next door. We made it into a lounge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, opened the restaurant up. You may recall, Taboo was kind Pretty of tiny. closed off. Yeah, right. So we opened it up and raised the height of the ceilings and did uh, all kinds right. of things to accommodate right. the music. Yeah. So, little known fact: the office space above uh, the Drake. That was in contention when uh, I looked to open my office a couple of years ago. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could have been neighbors. Yeah. As it is, I'm not too far from you, a little further south. But yeah, it's just every time I go by, I look up to see who's occupying my space. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel free to drop in for a cocktail anytime. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, so we have, were talking before we got on the show, so right at COVID time, um, what did you do then? Were you were you serving takeout or? We stayed open. Stayed uh, yeah. Takeout. Uh, it was a pretty dramatic period of time, as you can appreciate. Yeah. And uh, we survived with a little help from the government yeah. and some really dedicated um, uh, patrons mm-hmm. that stuck with us during that time. Yeah. And a great staff. Great staff. Yeah. Um, Paul Gersten is our chef. Matthew Timms operates uh, the restaurant, and they do a terrific job. Yeah, and I can I can attest to that. So, well, good job there. So, do you like the lamb lollipops, or what do you like? So, my favorite is I I tend to go seafood, okay. and it was the salmon over a rice and a sauce, and just it was perfect. <laughs> I had it last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me want to go back for yeah. it right now. <laughs> um, so tell me about the Drake Gibbs. I know that's a, an event coming up of which I'm signed up for. 
So tell me a little bit more about that. What what prompted that? The Drake is uh, is the nonprofit entity of the Drake Restaurant, and from the beginning, uh, it was our intention to uh, give back, so to speak, pay forward. Mm-hmm. And what we selected was to provide music instruction and instruments for underserved kids in public school, and. I grew so much from my music education in public school that uh, it was so critical, instrumental to my development that I felt that every kid should have it. Uh, And a lot of kids don't because of budget restraints. And so that's where we decided to go. Okay. So um, raise money, buy instruments, provide it to schools in need? Right. Uh, we have a partnership with Save the Music Foundation, which is VH1's original nonprofit. That's where I remember that name from. Okay. And Save the Music has been in existence for about 25 years now. Uh, they provide uh, millions and millions of dollars worth of instruction and instruments to uh, underserved kids throughout the United States. We've focused on, on Southern California, yeah. specifically Orange County. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am a product of public school musical development as well. What instrument did you play? Drums. Or do you play drums? drums great. Yeah. Junior high, high school, marching band, stage band, off and on throughout the years. I'm on the off side right now. Right. So you know the experience. It's, yeah. It's yeah. really wonderful. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I, I think um, even from a learning perspective, the ability to to read music and focus on it, I think it helps development in in just education as well. Oh yeah, there there are many uh, studies, empirical studies, that uh, show a direct correlation between a, ch- a child's ability to focus and concentrate yeah. Yeah. And, and create, as that correlates correlates to a music education. Right. It stimulates all those senses and develops them with, with especially with kids. Yeah. And I mean, we could continue that I think it builds discipline right but if you want to advance the practice and, and and competition to be first chair I mean all of that stuff it's it's similar to sports in that fashion but just channeling it in a different way right you know we we have a lot of um, uh, entertainers uh, that come through the Drake and customers who are entertainers one of which is Sammy Hagar who's turned out to be a really good not only a friend of the restaurant, but a friend of mine. Oh, I haven't seen him there yet. He's great. <laughs> uh, Sammy does a lot of great stuff. Does he? Yeah, for, for a lot of kids. So. Yeah. Oh, that's great to hear. But the reason I bring his name up is because yeah. uh, he did a little piece for us about the, the meaning of music to him. And specifically, he said as a young kid, yeah, he was lost yeah. uh, until he found direction through music, yeah. the focus, the creativity. Yeah, and so he, amongst many other people, that's it, it, it's an ability that music is a an ability to focus kids and give them a direction and a reason, right? And an outlet for creativity. Yeah, right. Yeah, love that. So the Drake gives, and then you have your um, after dark party coming up. Yes, we uh, on December the first. Uh, we uh, are now doing it off-site for the first time at seven degrees in the canyon. Yeah, plenty of room canyon. there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've had two previous events, both at the Drake. Yeah. 
uh, but our capacity is limited to about 100 to 110 people. And so we had such a great demand, we took the next step and um, contacted Mo Haniger, who yep. owns that facility. Sure. Mo's a great guy yeah. and a real generous man to boot. Yeah. And so Mo has um, worked with us to be able to do this offsite. Oh, that's great. What's your capacity for this? 300. Okay. Almost triple. Yeah. You want to hear my small world Mo Haniker story? Sure, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So about 35 years ago, when I was just kind of entering the business world, uh, and I'm of a size where it's harder to get clothes fit, and I went to a place where they it was like a semi-custom clothing. Um, there were two gentlemen. Uh, one of them was Mo that ran the shop, uh, Shea Louie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got closed every couple of years, and then that's it. Never saw him again. About two or three years ago, I'm part of the Laguna Beach Business uh, Club, where business owners get together once a month, share ideas, and support each other. I didn't really recognize him. He's speaking as our as our um, spotlight speaker, and he looks over, comes over with his hand out, and I'm what I. Like, I'm not really sure who this man is or what he's doing. And then he said, uh, you know, this is Mo from Chez Louis, and, you know, we used to buy clothes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so funny. Next time I see Mo, I'm going to go up and ask him if he can fit me for a coat. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, what is the goals for this, for the fundraiser? Uh, well, we, we've um, raised about uh, – well, the last two, yeah, we raised two hundred fifty thousand dollars total, yeah, net that went to the kids. Great, and uh, that touched about about five thousand kids from music instruction wow. and instruments. Wow, it's a lot, a yeah. lot of kids. Yeah, and uh, so our goal for this one is about two hundred thousand. Okay, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and you've got a great MC, Zach. He's like the man. <laughs> Zach Crone. <laughs> He's great. He's so funny, and he's he's kind of edgy. I love I love that about him. He uh, he gets you know he gets uh, pretty direct with the crowd, and he, he, how he gets away with some of the stuff he <laughs> says is pretty amazing. He's funny. He's witty. Yeah. So yeah, you got the right guy. We uh, one of the events we had um, a gentleman who um, for, actually formally is a prince of. A South, <laughs> an, a, an East Asian company, uh, country, country yeah. and and he, and <laughs> Zach Did he? just picked on him. Oh. <laughs> Said he was trying to get attention for a date. Yeah. It was just a kick. Yeah. yeah. Hope they left no hard feelings. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so I know a gentleman named Doug Freeman is being honored. Tell, tell us, the audience, about him. Uh, Doug is a great guy. Uh, he uh, is in Orange has been in Orange County for quite a while. He's a co-founder of OC Music and Dance in Irvine, which has a lot of scholarships for underserved kids too. And so he's deeply involved with the music business, meaning education mm -hmm. of kids. And he's been doing it um, for quite a while now. And He's done such an exceptional job. We decided to honor him at this event. Okay, great. 
So he'll he'll be there and will he speak or he'll be there um, or play? <laughs> um, I don't think so, <laughs> but um, at least I hope he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> do you still play your saxophone? Well, I do, but I hope I don't play either. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's a little rusty, but I can get through a few songs. Yeah, I understand that. Um, how can people get tickets? Uh, very easily. Um, on the uh, Drake Restaurant website, uh, the Drake Gives has a page, mm-hmm. and you can go right on there, and that'll click right into the um, uh, ability to buy tickets. Okay. And then uh, we also have a direct website, which is uh, the DrakeGives.org. Okay. You can go straight to that as well. Great. Thinking back about the restaurant, you um, your wine by the glass is uh, a very great selection too. There's some wines there that I don't often see by the glass, like Belle Glass is one of my favorite. Pinot Noirs, yes. very infrequently do you see it by the glass. Yeah, we have a pretty good uh, yeah. cellar. Yeah, and like to throw some unicorns in there for people that they <laughs> don't usually get. Yeah. It's fun. That's yeah. a good part. That's yeah. a fun part of the business too. Yeah. Um, other than the city and COVID, any other, I don't know, roadblocks that you ran into or words of wisdom? Well, there is an old joke about the restaurant business thing. And that is, if you if you want to be a millionaire in the restaurant business, start with four. Oh, with four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it, it holds a, true. It's tough, right? It's a very tough business. But yeah. uh, this particular journey was uh, uh, beyond, beyond, because when we... Uh, decided to expand for the lounge, then that had all new parking requirements for the restaurant. Oh, and Laguna's very, very friendly about that, aren't they? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had to then rent the space next door for the valet uh, for proper yeah. parking. Yeah. And then we found out that the city ordinance does not allow off-site valet parking to count toward the required parking. So the city had to amend the ordinance, so to speak, or reinterpret yeah. it. Yeah. Then they required us to expand the the opening to the garage, which now uh, is on Highway 1, which led us to Caltrans yeah. for an encroachment permit from Caltrans. <laughs> and they said, fine, we'll give you the encroachment permit, but we're going to restudy the, the um, traffic situation. And guess what? Uh, we're going to re-signalize the section and intersection. We want you to pay for it. <laughs> and then we said, they said, fine, and we'll allow you to open up the garage entrance. Uh, that led us to have to take out a fire hydrant, which led us to the Laguna <laughs> <laughs> Beach Water District to move a fire hydrant. Oh, it was a journey. Wow. Quite a journey. Coastal yeah. Commission, any... No, oh. fortunately, no coastal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the one pothole we didn't have to step in. <laughs> I think you got all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was riding. It was like riding down a street in New York. All potholes, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to park right up nice. It's just then uh, I have to work to get back to my car a little bit, go uphill a little bit, but right there's my parking. <laughs> Burn off a little of the alcohol yeah. on the hood. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so one of my favorite questions that, that, that I do at the end of the show is uh, ask my guests, 
the ultimate lesson learned. So it's kind of a final final thought question. What's your ultimate lesson learned? And you, you know, given all you've done in your life, just in in life, business, music. Well, it's I guess the the biggest lesson that I learned really started at the Drake Hotel. Um, um, when the general manager walked me into this eight by eight square, uh, he said to me, you know, son, greatness comes from taking responsibility. And I looked at him and had no clue <laughs> what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I said, sir, can you expand on that? And he said, well, your responsibility is to find out what people really want. And so I said, please, can you expand on that? <laughs> I was lost. These I are was, great questions. Great questions. I was 17. I was a musician. I had yeah. no clue what he was talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, um, and he said to me, well, okay, before people even come into this elevator, you're going to be standing there and you're going to watch. You're going to watch their body language, watch who they're coming in with. Some you're going to watch how they're dressed, how they walk. Are they smiling? Uh, do they want to be quiet when they get in the elevator? Do they want to talk? Uh, do they have some special requirement of the hotel that you could find out and help them about? All those things you want to observe first and then absorb and ask questions. And once you find out what people want, you give it to them, you earn their trust, you come through, and as you earn their trust, they will peel back the onion skin of what they really want, and they will tell you more and more about how you can help them to achieve what they really want. And the more you do that, the more you will ultimately be rewarded. And so I started the journey observing and asking questions. Yeah. And it turned out to be one of the secrets uh, of uh, opening successful paths, you might say, for right. the rest of my life. Right. That's really, to me, as you say that, I'm listening, observing, digesting, absorbing, um, kind of the key to customer service, right? Really understanding who you're, who you're serving, exactly. understanding your audience. And then earning the trust yeah. by yeah. coming through. Exactly. Right. And, right. and then the compensation will follow. Exactly. You know, he, he told me, you know, you don't, you, you don't ever have to ask anybody for anything. Because when you do that, meaning earn their trust and perform, they want to, they want to reward you. Right. It all comes with that. Wow. And it's, in fact, turned out to be yeah. a secret, uh, not a secret, but a right. key. Right. For many, many, many things that have right. followed. I love that. You were a very sharp 17-year-old to to absorb that. <laughs> it took me a while, but... <laughs> uh, here's a fun... So here, here is a story that went the other way. Okay. Okay. So this is my first week <laughs> on the job, and um, Muhammad Ali was staying there. Yeah. This was right after he won the heavyweight championship from Sonny Liston. Okay, okay. And 
you may recall that he changed his name from Muhammad Ali. I mean, from Cassius, Cassius Clay. Clay to Muhammad yeah. Ali. Yeah. So he gets in the elevator with two big bodyguards, and <laughs> people don't sometimes don't understand how big Ali was. Yeah. Physically, he was six four. Huh? Yeah, two hundred and thirty okay. pounds. It's a big guy. The bodyguards made <laughs> him look like a dwarf. <laughs> So yeah. I'm standing yeah. in this small space with these three yeah. huge men. Yeah. I'm 17. And I said, <laughs> and I said uh, what floor? Because his entourage was all over the hotel. So I, I said, what floor can I take you to, Mr. Clay? He said, stop the elevator. <laughs> I didn't even know where the stop switch was. I was hitting every button on the board. You know, I finally found a stop button. And he, he says, turn around. I turned around facing these three huge guys. <laughs> Some, a 17-year-old skinny Jewish kid. <laughs> and uh, he said, listen, I need to tell you something. He said, Clay is my, my father's slave name, my family's slave name. I didn't take it. It's been with me for generations and my name is Muhammad Ali. You got it? <laughs> I was like, you know. Say yes, Mr. Ali. <laughs> yeah, I was going to kiss his feet, but <laughs> if I had to. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I said, yes, sir, I got it. And he said, okay, turn around and um, proceed. So yeah, turned around and took him up. And so he said, to, when, we, when he left the, ele yeah. the elevator, he said, you got it? I said, yes, sir, Mr. Ollie. <laughs> and the point of me bringing this up is you need to be on top of stuff. Yeah. You need to be on your game. You need to know who you're, the people that you're attending right. to. Right, right. What they are, where they're going, what the progress is in their lives. Yeah. So right. that you get it right. <laughs> and you have to ask questions. Right. And, and, and adjust accordingly. So uh. I kind of learned that figure it out before they get in the elevator lesson yeah. from that one. Yeah. It was my first week. Okay. Oh, and by the way, interesting, very, it was, <laughs> whenever he got in the elevator after that, yeah. he always said, stop the elevator. And I said, okay. And, and, and we shadow boxed in the elevator. <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one time I said, uh, well, when he was, I was taking him down to the lobby, I said, who are you going to fight next, champ? He said, stop the elevator. <laughs> and we started to. You. Yeah. We, <laughs> it was fun. So that kind yeah, of stuff happened yeah. all the time. It was great. great. You, must yeah. have, you must have lots of great stories. That's a good one. Wow. Lots of stories. That'll go down. Lots of stories. <laughs> good one. Well, Alec, I want to thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for taking the time. Look, uh, looking forward to continuing to frequent your restaurant and the event um, coming up on December 1st. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, for all those that are listening out there, please uh, go to our website and look up the event that Drake gives uh, on the Great Graves uh, page. And uh, if you can't attend, it's going to be a wonderful event. Yeah, so... Thanks again. Thanks, everyone, who was tuned in. We look forward to being in the studio next week. Cheers.
Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value.